Hey fam, welcome to Stronger Together, Closer to God podcast. This is Minister Vernon, along with my lovely wife, Anya Myers. And on today's episode, you've been asking the question, could a woman propose to a man? And we're going to answer that question on the show. From friends to lovers, to kisses and cuddles, we are doing it God's way. This This is Stronger Together, Closer to God. We recently received a message from a listener and they asked, could a woman propose to their potential husband? And what do you think when you hear that question? (laughs) I think, oh, wow, that's a little different. But believe it or not, women are proposing to men and it's not a new concept. Plenty of women have decided to drop down on one knee and ask their potential mate, will they marry them? Yeah. And it's definitely more common today than probably it used to be. And from our perspectives, to answer the question, we believe that a woman could propose to their potential mate that they're going to look into. We also believe also that the potential man is going to do something very key and important. And that is to seek the elder in the potential wife to get permission as well or find someone of an elderly uh, experience to get permission. And what we mean by that is, in other words, for that potential wife, do they have a father? Do they have a mother? Do they have someone who's an elder? If their parents are not alive, maybe it's a best friend that they, they can ask and get permission from. Very key and very critical in that process. And you might say, well, how do y'all come to that conclusion? And like Lovey said, there's actually evidence in the Bible You won't see the words that says, yes, a woman can propose. But if you read your Bible, you can definitely get some inferences from the Bible and find that this particular couple, actually, the husband was proposed by his future wife. Really? Yeah. And you, and I guess, I, I bet our listeners would never guess who that woman was. Yeah. And the answer to it is Ruth. And so... If you go to the book of the Bible and read about Ruth, you'll find out that Ruth is a widow from the son of Naomi. In fact, all her sons, unfortunately, including her husband, passed away. And so they are all together. The sister-in-laws and the mother-in-law are taking care of each other. Mm -hmm. And it comes to a point in time, Naomi decides to go back home. And so the decision was made there with the sister-in-laws. They could have gone with her. But Naomi was encouraging them, go back home. You know, I pray that God will bless you and keep you. That's all in chapter one of Ruth. But one of them decided to go back. The other one, Ruth, decided to stay with Naomi and take care of her. And it will be in the midst of this taking care of her that lead into chapter two, where Ruth has this idea of knowing that at the end of the evening, the farmers in the area would leave the rest of their livestock on the side for anybody who was in need to get and grab and take care of. The wheat, the harley, anything that was available, they could grab. And Ruth does something very beyond what is expected. She not only does that, but then she goes and starts working <laughs> for this individual. And if you don't know who that individual is, that individual is... Boaz. Boaz. Yeah, <laughs> it is Boaz. And we're going to actually pick up in chapter three because she does meet with 
Boaz in person and Boaz is so impressed with her and knows the impact that she has had of taking care of his relative because Naomi is related to him that he says to his workers hey whatever she needs whatever she needs to do make sure she gets as much as she takes along with what she's going to take at the end of the day that I have available and take it back and so this really shows the honor and the prestige that Boaz has being a man of God. And so Naomi has this idea because remember, Naomi gave that blessing to both women, the daughter-in-law. And that is that I'll pray that you will be blessed and you will get married again and that you will be able to live a blessed life. Right. And so in Ruth chapter three, at the beginning, Naomi sets up this plan. She's going to be matchmaker in essence. Mm-hmm. And Naomi, and it says in Ruth, three, Ruth chapter three, verses one through five, then Naomi, her mother-in-law said to her, my daughter, should I not seek rest for you that it may be well with you? Is not Boaz our relative who with whose young woman you were? See, he is willing barley tonight on the threshing floor. Wash therefore and anoint yourself and put on your cloak and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. But when he lies down, observe the place where he lies then go and uncover his feet and lie down and he will tell you what to do. So Ruth says, all that you say I will do. Now, Ruth could have went in that place. She could have made herself known. Ruth could have went in that place after he eats and, and has a good time and he just laying down sleeping. She could have took advantage of him if she wanted to. And there's plenty of women in the Bible that have tried to do that. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, either got caught or didn't get caught. I'm thinking of Jacob, for example, mm-hmm. that had a similar situation where a woman took tried to take advantage of him. Right. And he said no. And instead of they believe in him, he was sent into prison because she was threatening that he tried to take advantage of me. Right. But Ruth, being an honorable woman of God. Yeah. She was she was obedient. She was obedient. Mm-hmm. She followed the instructions to the T. Mm-hmm. And that's what verse 6 through 11 does. It goes into the breakdown of that. And, and what is so incredible of this is that when Boaz wakes up, he, he says in verse 9, who are you? And she answers, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer. And he said, may you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. See, what happened here is Boaz recognized her yesterday and know the things that she did for Naomi. But he also realized you could have took advantage of me. You could have did this, this and that, you know, but instead you were being honorable, obedient, and you were respecting me as a man. And for that, he goes on to say in verse 10, and he says, may you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You have made the last kindness greater than the first in that you have not gone after younger men, whether poor or rich. Yeah, remember, Boaz was a little bit older and he's mm-hmm. kind of thinking in his mind, too. You could have anybody, mm-hmm. but you chose me. You mm-hmm. know, this is just a blessing in and disguise by your presence and everything. And he goes on to say, now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you ask. For all my fellow talismen know that you are a worthy woman. So if you didn't pick that up, 
When she went and followed Naomi's instructions, he lied down, go and uncover his feet and lie down and he will tell you what to do. That part right there was the proposal. It wasn't a verbal proposal like, will you marry me? But it was an action of a proposal of will you marry me? And Dr. Tony Evans, if you ever get his Bible commentary, it's an awesome commentary. He says this, through these words and actions was making a marriage proposal. Furthermore, Ruth was requesting that Boaz perform his legal responsibility as a family redeemer. By asking him to take her under his wings, Ruth was reminding him of the blessing he had pronounced on her previously. See, in Ruth 2 verse 12, he said, May you receive a full reward from the Lord God of Israel under whose wings you have covered for refuge. Mm -hmm. Ruth was challenging him to become the human expression of the divine cover. That is so profound because a lot of times I know I've I've talked to other male or the men and they say that they feel emasculated when you know a woman proposes to them or whatever the case may be. But this is totally different about how Ruth went about doing it. It's not like Ruth got down on one knee and say, Hey, Boaz marry me you know she followed the instructions of her Mm mother-in-law and that's how it came about exactly and and here's the caveat to what you're saying too and this is why we said and the husband should find a way to get permission right from a elder in her family right and in this situation if you read chapter four of ruth you'll find out that in this scenario, he couldn't obviously go to someone under Ruth because obviously she didn't have those associations exactly. like she used to. Mm-hmm. But he realized I'm not the immediate redeemer. And he goes on at the end of chapter three, actually saying, I have to go to my brother because my older brother is actually the redeemer. Mm-hmm. He's in charge. So if you go and reach Ruth chapter four, it starts saying like this. Now, Boaz had gone up to the gate and sat down there. Behold, the Redeemer of whom Boaz had spoken came by. So Boaz t- said, turn aside, friends, sit down here. And he turned aside and sat down. So they're going to have this conversation. And he informs her that, hey, brother, my Ruth has come into town with Naomi. They're willing to sell their land. And you can have it because you're actually the oldest. You by biblical law and the legal requirements in our kingdom, you are the one that's supposed to get this. But if you get this land, you're going to also have to inquire Ruth and let her be your your wife. It's right. going to be your wife. Right. And so the Redeemer first thinks about it. He's like, oh, I get more land. That's more property and everything else. But then when Boaz ties in that little you know, a string mm-hmm. attached of mm-hmm. Ruth. You got married Ruth. Keep in mind, Ruth came from the Moab group. Right. And of course, they weren't supposed to be associated. And that was just something that happened. But the beautiful thing about Boaz is that he knew that with Ruth, she was an honorable woman of God. Mm-hmm. She decided instead of going to Moab, I'm going to follow Naomi. I'm going to follow your God, your mm-hmm. Christ. So in essence, she converted herself to become a Christian, Christian. Mm-hmm. and then to do all the things that he saw and witnessed was just confirmation of that. 
The older brother never saw that. He just knew, wait a minute, first of all, she's a Moab. But then second, if something happens to me, she gets to inherit all this? Well, no, I'm not going to allow that. And so what happens is in verse 6, the Redeemer says, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I impair my own inheritance. Take my right of redemption yourself, for I cannot redeem it. Mm. So God ends up working it out. <laughs> so when you say, well, how does that relate to? Well, if you're the husband that uh, potential husband that the young lady has proposed to, you want to find, you know, does she have father, a mother, a grandmother, a grandfather, whoever the elder is in the family and seek that permission for marriage. If they, because sometimes it happens, there's people who have been adopted, you know, you're going to find that foster or adoptive parent mm-hmm. and get that permission. If that's not possible, you're going to find that best friend that's associated with that person and get that permission. There is someone who's an elder for that individual that you need to seek that permission. Right. You know, so like for us, when we were courting and dating with each other, my wife shared her interest in marrying me. But I knew that it was my <laughs> obligation to go to her father and get his permission and her mother's permission to marry her. It was just something that I knew God was telling me that you need to seek that approval. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's still in existence. And I think men should still do that. You know, if they have this scenario happen to them, oh, absolutely. find that elder in there. So in recap. The question of could a woman propose to a man? The answer is yes. And the potential husband should get approval like Boaz had to get approval. He should get approval from the young ladies, whoever the elder representing for that young lady so that they get approval. of it. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on Stronger Together, Closer to God podcast. Please continue to join us weekly as we share godly wisdom and advice to you. If you have any prayer requests or would like to sign up for a free 30-minute consultation with us, drop us a line at s2c2gpodcast at gmail.com. And if you like what you're hearing, feel free to partner with us by clicking on the Partners tab on the website. The more you give, the more we can spread the word and help us to reach our vision of bringing one million married couples stronger together, closer to God. Feel free to check us out on our website at s2c2gministry.com. Until next time, peace and blessings to all of you.